In our first episode in this series, we chatted about middle management and your mission, their time management, and teaching about having an in-charge mindset. Today, we continue our discussion about training middle management, and we'll unlock some more juicy secrets to getting the best out of these dedicated and hardworking folks. This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro. You don't leave camp because you love the office. UltraCamp has everything you need to manage your program so you can spend more time doing what you love. Manage staff, register campers, take payments, and direct communication all in one place. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. We've seen a lot of changes in our industry over the last 10 years since our podcasting adventure first began. The landscape certainly looks very different as we head into the 2023 camp season, and yet the importance of well-thought-out staff training remains the same. This season, we delve into new topics, new ideas for skill development, coping strategies, and ways to support our staff to bring their very best. Yes, the what has certainly changed in the last 10 years, but the why remains the same. Hello, folks, and welcome to Camp Code. And before we get started with the meat of it all, let's find out who you will be hearing from today. So, Ruby, could we start with you, please? Hey, folks, I'm Ruby Compton. My pronouns are she, her, and I am the Chief Exploration Officer for Ruby Outdoors, uh, which is a training and support company for camps and outdoor programs. And I'm based in Western North Carolina uh, in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Thank you so much. And Gabrielle, how about you? Oh, it's so beautiful, Blue Ridge Mountains. Uh, well, my name is Gabrielle Rail. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm one of the camp directors of Camp Oro. Camp Oro is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on creating a positive community, and we do that in French and English. Thanks, Gab. And I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro, and my pronouns are she, her. And I am a camp consultant and a trainer who, when I was a camp director, always loved planning and experiencing intentional, well-thought-out leadership training. It is my passion. All right. So in our last episode, we chatted about how to best train our middle management staff. And depending on your camp, that could range from year-round program directors, assistant directors, and so on, all the way to your summer leadership team or your summer senior staff or program staff. Essentially, we're talking about the people who are sandwiched between the head of your camp, whether that's an ED or a director, and the frontline counseling staff. We just had so much to say that we needed to add another episode on this topic. Well, at least one more. So Ruby, how about you start us off today? What have you been thinking about since our last episode? I've been thinking about how uh, the very first session that I ever gave at a national conference was called 10 things your multi-year return staff aren't telling you. Mm. And uh, which is a very long clickbaity title. But um we talked, I talked last time about trust and how important that trust is between that, you know, all levels, but especially for middle management to feel trusted uh, by the folks that are um, supervising them. And one of the, that was one of them was like, I want your trust. So uh, another one was, I don't want your job. And I think sometimes we feel threatened by these middle management folks 
who are like really good at what they do or really eager to learn. And so we like withhold secrets or not secrets, but like withhold information or don't let them have access to certain stuff. Um, because like, we don't want them to have the whole picture. We want to exert some of that control. And I want to challenge you, um, to, to try to let go of that for lots of reasons. <laughs> one of them is, um, the one day you may need that person to step in and like really have some of those pieces of information. I remember Joe Richards said during a training session that I was in of his, where he was like, you know, I always kind of operate under the, like, what happens if I can't come to work tomorrow? I need camp to go on. I don't want the cult of the camp director where, um, only if I, it only happens if I'm there. Right. right. Um, so I, that was a total, like, Oh yeah. Like my interns and my program coordinators, like I want them to know everything I do and how to do it and how to make decisions like I do so that they can, when I go on an ACA visit, like they can be running stuff and it's fine. Um, I, and yeah, so I think letting go of that mentality of uh, this person is trying to steal my job. And so therefore I can't let them be as good as they could be let go of that. Uh, and if you do, I mean, when I finally stepped out of my role, it was really awesome because one of my program interns stepped in my place and already had a ton of tools in his toolbox before really taking over the role. I love that. That's great. All right, Gabs, what about you? What would you start off with? I love that too. Um, Ruby, and I was thinking about the passing it on piece as a value system within your organization and, and, and that part of your role in leadership, it it would be amazing for a middle management to understand that part of your role is as you learn things, your goal is to pass it on. That's, that's what, you know, that's, that's how our organization, um, you know, grows. And I understand that, that feeling of, of maybe holding on to that control or, or your own, values are sometimes tied up in the things that you're capable of doing, but imagine if other people could do those things, like how much space you would have to create and develop new programs, organizations, trainings, all those type of things. So just something to think about. Um, for me, middle management, a lot of times what, what gets uh, confusing. So if you go from, let's just say a staff, a camp counselor, and then you, you, you're put in a position where you're in charge of staff members. A misconception is that you need to act boss-like towards people. And Mm -hmm. so you need to sort of, you know, somebody comes late, you're like, why are you late? If they're, if they are missing their hat or their water bottle, why is that? Why do you have that? Et cetera, et cetera. And this typically causes more issues than anything. And so um, what I like to use is assess and then deploy. So assess and deploy is, is something that, uh, all of my middle management uh, members are trained at before they they ever interact with um, with staff members, other staff members, or campers or our clients. So it's to assess the situation. If somebody is late, it's to ask to get genuinely curious, and um, and then if there is, let's just say, an issue where this, you know, perhaps they're late because of whatever reason, and it made sense, but then it's sort of chronic. It's almost after. Uh, two or three times that that issue happens, then we're going to deploy. And deploy is not, let's just say Ruby talking to Beth 
as Beth is the one that's chronically late. Classic Beth, by the way, everybody. Um, but it's uh, it's it's about Ruby coming to see me and say, listen, Beth has yep, been late, me. as we all know, um, <laughs> <laughs> real life examples. Um, Beth has been late um, and I want to chat with her about it. And she always has good reasons, but it's clearly a time management thing. This is what I was thinking about doing. And as Ruby's buddy, I would listen in and maybe give some of my feedback so that there is no blind spots, perhaps on Ruby's part. Maybe there's some like reserved frustration. She can let it out on me. Um, Or maybe there's something that she's missing about Beth. And then she can go and approach Beth and that could, they could determine what time would make sense, et cetera. How would you do it? All of that. So this has reduced so many misunderstandings. This has reduced stress for staff members that become, go into middle management, are nervous about um, being, you know, their peers' bosses or just being a boss in general. And it also encourages, which is what I like the most, is communication between middle middle management individuals and myself. And that you're never going into a situation without checking with somebody first. You're never course correcting without a buddy system. And and uh, from a staff member's point of view, they see it as just one person coming to talk to you. Well, two people coming to talk to you about time management would be very overwhelming. Um, but there's still this is a, a buddy management. So I I do, um, you know, when feelings are high, sometimes my middle managers deploy, and then afterwards they're like, oh, I should have assessed. You know, they deployed then assessed. <laughs> so assess and deploy is 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 something that saved us uh, lots of heartache. I love that. That's a great piece of wisdom to tack in your brain. Um, for sure. Okay. So I promised in the last podcast that I would move this particular episode to specific things that you could do with your middle management staff. So today I've got some concrete ideas for you that you can do in 10 minute increments. So you can either do them all together, like in 30 or 40 minutes and uh, one after the other, or you can break them up throughout the day during training, totally up to you. But my first exercise is, I know, totally shocking, reverse engineering. So have your staff create three columns in their journals titled look like, sound like, feel like, and ask them to take only four minutes to decide what they want the last day of summer to look like, sound like, and feel like with the staff that they supervise. And then after four minutes, have uh, have them arrange themselves in two concentric circles, one on the outside facing in and one on the inside facing out. And with their first partner, have them share their answers to the look like question. And then after two minutes, have the inside circle rotate to the right a little bit, have, you know, two people, three people, one person depends on the size of your staff, and then have the staff share their answers to the sound like with their second partner. And then again, after two minutes, have that inner circle or outer circle rotate so that you can then have a new partner. So three different partners for this and share their answers to what they hope the end of summer feels like with the staff that they supervise. And then the next part of this exercise, again, you can do it right after, or you can do it some other break during the day, gather your middle management team. And for the first five minutes of this 10 minute segment, have each person write down concrete steps on what they would have to do in order to reach that vision of what they wrote last time, whether it was five minutes ago or four hours ago in the look like category. And after five minutes, you can place the staff into groups, maybe according to their program areas. So you might put all your waterfront staff together or all your adventure programmers together, or those who are section heads, whatever, however you want to divide them and have them share their answers with that group. 
In the next little section for the first five minutes, have each person write down concrete steps on what they have to do in order to reach their vision of what they wrote under the what they want it to sound like category. And after five minutes, put them in pairs and have them share their answers. And finally, the next 10 minute segment, segment again, you could do them all right in a row or wait a little while. Um, could even be the next day, but for the first five minutes, have each person write down their concrete steps on what they have to do in order to reach their vision of what they wrote under the feel like category. And then after five minutes, have them share with the larger group. So they've done different kinds of group sharing and allow them time to visualize and to plan and to dream and figure out those concrete steps that will help them build that solid foundation for the summer ahead. Having them share their plans and get feedback from fellow staff, and you'll notice I did change it up each time about how they would share, creates accountability. And I think this is an incredibly important part of middle management responsibilities. Accountability done well is holding people to a certain standard, and it's reminding them of who they're meant to be and of the commitment that they've made, and it shows them that you care. So you want to hold them accountable for those sorts of things and have them hold each other accountable too. Okay, we're going to stop for a quick break to hear from our wonderful sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to share some more ideas on how we're training middle management. Exclusive to Camp Code listeners, you can download UltraCamp's free guide, Five Unique Ways to Connect with Campers Outside of Camp, by visiting ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code. And while you're there, you should check out what UltraCamp has to offer. Do you ever feel like you spend so much time in the office that you've got no time left for camp? At UltraCamp, they know you didn't get into camping to do paperwork, so they created software to help camp professionals like yourself handle camp registration quickly and efficiently. They offer you powerful tools that put you in control of your information. You can automate your billing, create custom reports, manage your hiring process, which includes integrated background checks, communicate with your customers and donors, and add in the efficiency of automation, where you have a platform that you can put to work for you. UltraCamp's goal is to provide resources so their clients can spend more time in camp doing what they do best. And if this doesn't sound like your registration software, don't you think it should? Visit their website, ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code and set up a time to chat. They look forward to meeting you. All right, we are back. Okay, Ruby, what else you got? What else helps to train our middle management folks in the best way possible? All right, I'm going to share one uh, that is very applicable uh, uh, to when we're talking about middle management that are year-round staff. Uh, and kind of also apply to your summer staff. So, so think about this in both ways, but this really is more kind of that year-round folks uh, that are stuck in the middle. Um, and that is treat them like they're going to stick around. So often we treat employees like they're going to leave because that is the natural progression of the camp world. And gosh, maybe this is a chicken and the egg situation where like, if we would treat people like they're going to stick around, maybe they'll stick around. Uh, but when we treat them like maybe. they're going to leave, <laughs> so, uh, there's so much that needs to be done in the camp industry as far as making it more sustainable for folks longer term um, across the board at all levels of working in camp. And I had a very real moment with one of my co-directors at one point where that was something she said to me, where she was like, they're not going to give us the access to the information that we need. And they're just going to treat me like I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. And it was a real aha moment. This obviously goes back to the um, 
that trust stuff that I was talking about earlier. Um, and, and yeah, but I cannot encourage enough the practice. And I've recently seen an Adam Grant video that's been going around about this, about the stay interview that instead of waiting until somebody's like, peace, I'm out. And then doing an exit interview or like, well, what went wrong and what could we have done to keep you around? Don't wait till that moment. And he made a great point of like, they don't even actually have any investment in really telling you the truth other than that they're going out the door. So uh, instead, why don't we ask our folks who are at camp and that we like and that we value, what would it take to get you to stay? And this is a question that I think you can ask your summer staff, the ones who are, are really great across the board, but especially those leadership team members who are going like, well, I don't know how many more summers at camp they have because they're probably going to want to move on to other stuff ask them. And it might be a more flexible schedule or less, you know, intense responsibilities, or, you know, maybe they can only work afternoons or evenings. And you might find that there's people that want to stay at camp and don't think that there's an option to do so. And I would say the biggest regret uh, that I have of the jobs that I have left is that I didn't do a good enough job asking about what some of the possibilities were um, and advocating for what I needed to be able to stick around. And so I would just really strongly encourage folks who may be in that middle management role where you're feeling like maybe you're being treated like you're expected that it's gonna, you're going to leave sometime um, or that you're starting to feel like, I don't know that I can stick around at camp. Instead of being like, that's it, I'm done and looking for something else. See if you can think about what would it take for you to stay. Um, and of course, for all of us, I think the answer is always like, well, more money, um, which is fine. <laughs> Ask for that. But yep. also think about, are there other things too, or in lieu of 10,000 more dollars a year, would you take three plus, you know, six more weeks of vacation or whatever it might be, or the ability to work remotely or however that may look. Um, but you need to be evaluating that, like, what would it take for me to stay? And if you're a boss, be asking that question of your employees. Thanks, Ruby. That's very wise. All right, Gabs, what about you? Um, I'm like, I tell all my staff, I'm like, this could be all yours one day. I'm almost the opposite. I'm like, <laughs> now as the future owner and director of Camp Oro, <laughs> what's next? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, it's actually kind of an unintentional piggyback onto, um, to Beth's, um, reverse engineering looks like sound sounds like feels like, but it's in the context of helping your middle management person get to know you a little bit better and you to get to know them or any other teammates that they need to um, work with uh, directly. So uh, doing the exercise of what do I look like on a good day, a great day and a bad day. And uh, what do I look like? What do I sound like? Um, What's the energy I'm giving off? And I think the reason why I have good, great, and bad, it's easy to say good and bad, but I think great is also really important to highlight because then the next thing we can we can talk about is what contributes to a good day, a great day, and a bad day, um, and what helps with a good day, a great day, and a bad day. Um, and it could be like moments, of course, it's like, we're not all necessarily in a, in a horrible day all day or in a great day all day, but it's, it's to start to recognize in each other. I find this is really important for staff members that are, that have just moved into middle management, especially if they are camp counselors with me before, um, it's an opportunity for me to tell them like, you know, 
good thing to know about me is I cry a lot. Um, you'll see me cry multiple times this summer. Uh, this is what this means. Usually I just need to get it out of my system and then I'm fine. I, it's an opportunity to for them to share with me what they need when they're having a horrible time. Um, and maybe also I can see what would be helpful for to contribute to a good day or a great day. Um, it's also role modeling that that as professionals, that you don't have to share your deepest, darkest secrets of how you're doing, but it is helpful to say like, Hey team, I'm just feeling a little bit off. Um, I'll be okay. I just need to like get, get to work. It's, it's, it, this is a professional way of communicating how we are doing. Um, and, and instead of people jumping to conclusions, which a lot of people think when somebody's having a bad day, automatically, when you're in a room with somebody else that's having a bad day, you're like, I've done something wrong is typically what happens. So <laughs> this way it's, it helps with these type of communications. So, um, I, I love this activity. It's something that I've been doing for probably about 10 years now. I missed it one year and then we, we put it in, uh, you know, probably a couple of weeks into camp and so we really missed this one. Um, and, and it just gives me tools and it gives the middle management tools. Which is important. I think that mm -hmm. that's what these podcasts, this particular series is all about, or what are the tools we can give them to be more successful and to feel more confident in the roles that they've chosen. Yeah. All right. And Oh, sorry. And, go ahead, Gab. Oh, I was just going to say that the, these, you know, what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, or these type of um, training pieces that we're doing with our middle management, if they're in charge of staff members that are running, that are also in charge of campers, this is kind of one of those meta type uh, of sessions where you get to lead that with them, and then they get to do the same thing with their campers, and you know, envisioning what they want you know, on the last day of camp, what does that look like? What does it, and, and because they've already done that with you, they're able to, to help counselors do that as well. Um, so I think this is one of those things that can be applied in multiple places on camp. Which is great. And we're all about that at Camp Goat. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I've had one more envisioning exercise for you near Ooh. the end of leadership training, gather all those middle management staff. And if you are working with year round folks, you want to do this in the spring before summer staff arrive, but either way, allow them time to create a mind map of where and how they're spending their time. So ask them to choose categories that expand out from the center. And of course they're in the center and more specific tasks that branch out from each of those categories. And if you're going to do this briefly, you can give them a good 10 minutes. They usually need more, to be honest with you. Um, and you might want to throw some tunes on, lay out colored pencils or pencil crayons, depending on where you live. Do Americans say pencil crayons or colored pencils, Ruby? Colored pencils. Yeah. Colored pencils. Okay. We say really? pencil crayons. And because yeah. uh, I remember facilitating <laughs> something in the States and people are like, what the heck are pencil crayons? <laughs> um, <laughs> so use pencil crayons or colored pencils or markers. Things that get left at the border. I tell you. <laughs> I, I was today years old when I learned. Same. <laughs> yep. Pencil crayons. Um, okay. So you use, you want to use different colors, however you do it. Um, to make that map really stand out. And once you're all finished, then have them share their creations and explain their mind maps to other partners or small groups and encourage those who are listening to ask questions and offer feedback. Then several weeks into the summer, you want to gather these same staff and allow them to create a second mind map of where and how they're now spending their time. And then ask them to share that with a partner um, those changes that have happened between the first and the second mind maps. And they're 
if there are any, and their reasons for the changes or their reasons why there weren't. So you want to send them back to this exercise either immediately after or within a day or two of the second mind map and ask them to create one of how they wish they were spending their time yeah. and allow each person a few minutes to explain, explain very briefly why they may want to change the how. So um, a few more exercises to get staff thinking about their position during training, what it means, what it'll take, and how they can support one another. And again, all of these can be done in super short 10-minute segments or put together for a longer session. And just one more for me. First off, with this one, you want to give your staff time to consider this particular question. What are you excited about for your position this summer? And after a minute or two, have them share their thoughts with a partner, and then each pair can discuss how they can ensure that they can get the most out of their summer and what may be some of the pitfalls they want to avoid. And next, what I would do is divide the staff into two groups and give one group three minutes to write down what makes them concerned about their position. And the second group, give them the same three minutes to brainstorm what answers they think they're going to hear. So ask each person in group one to share a concern that they wrote down in a word or like a short phrase and have people from that second group then volunteer to give advice to that person. You pair them up and allow that, those next five minutes for the advice giving. Now do this activity again, either right after or later in the day, but this same time just reverse the groups. So the advice givers are now those writing down their concerns. Again, what you're doing is creating folks who are learning to self-reflect to give advice to fellow staff members, to share their concerns out loud, and to not be afraid to ask for help. All qualities that we need to practice to become better middle management staff members. All right. So I think we are now at that point that we are ready for the famous Gabrielle Rail recap. We just call it <laughs> the Rail recap. Rail recap. Recap, recap, recap. I always love Ruby has a little song to add in as well. <laughs> Makes me so happy. Okay, so it is recap time. Now, team, let's remember middle management is not easy because you can't, you don't have the power to say yay or nay, but you have the power to say, let me get back to you. And that's what we're really trying to teach our middle management individuals. We want them to understand what the job is um, during, and before, and you know, post whatever they're working on. So first, let's help them visualize their role. And we can start with reverse engineering. Looks like, sounds like, feels like, and as a team activity, this is wonderful because we can come up with a common goal. If this is just one person, then at least you can set goals with that one person and yourself, and you understand what they're hoping to bring to the table. Um, and then, of course, we want to create concrete steps when we get to that. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different personalities. Uh, somebody that is getting promoted into, into one area they might have started off as some sort of camp counselor that you knew them as, and they're coming back a year later, and they're very, very different. Let's find out uh, what they look like on a good day, a bad day, and a great day. Now, when we're doing these visualization um, exercises, it's fun to do these as groups. It's fun to do that during the summer. And it's also fun to look at like what they're doing, such as where are they spending their time? Mind maps are really, really awesome. Um, but just let's keep in mind that all of this, all of this effort will go very 
not very far if we are not building up the trust that we believe in this middle management and that we want to keep them around for a long, long time. I think it's worth to be said that, as Ruby said, let's brainstorm how we can do that. But she mentioned some great stuff, such as if you have more money, give them more money. Um, if you don't have more money, give them time off. Ask them what they want. Do they want to work remotely, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But just show that you care and that sometimes some people in middle management don't know that camp can be a lifelong career. Uh, we are camp pros after all. <laughs> Thanks, Gab. Brilliant as always. Here is how you folks can get involved in our podcast. You can tell us all your thoughts on this episode or any other episodes of Camp Code by using the hashtag Camp Code. And you can also let us know any topics you'd like us to discuss. That's what this year has been all about. They were all topic ideas from you folks. Any guests that you recommend we have on the show, any great leadership training tips that you share with your staff, we would love to share with all of our listeners. We are all about sharing in this industry, so please let us know. And if you found this podcast to be useful, we would love it if you'd leave us a rating and a review in your podcasting app. Your feedback does help us keep the show going. And if you want to contact any of us individually, this is how you do it. Ruby. You can email me ruby at rubyoutdoors.com or find me on Instagram at rubyoutdoors. <laughs> Thank you, Gabrielle. Um, and you can message me at info at Waro, Waro, O-U-A-R-E-A-U, or you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Rail with two L's. Thank you. And my email is beth at gocamp.pro and I'm on Twitter at Topaz. For our next podcast, yes, you guessed it, part three of middle management training. When we asked directors back in the fall what topics they would like to hear this season, someone replied that we could do an entire season on this topic alone, but I think we're going to keep it to three episodes for now. Anyway. Uh, okay. Our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And again, we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or your most effective tips. And you can tell us what they are using the hashtag camp code. And this week's best practice is from Ruby. Okay. Check this out. I'm going to pull together something that Gabrielle said about passing information on and the importance of that. And I think uh, what I'm going to tell you to do, you can staple to a copy of somebody's mind map uh, that they've Ooh. created and look at you uh, go. I know. <laughs> I'm so, excited. <laughs> so <laughs> I worked at a camp through college and, and beyond where I was just on seasonal staff, but worked my way up through the ranks. And there was at least one summer, if not a couple summers where we did end of summer reports. So everybody on the leadership team uh, took time to answer some questions. I don't remember what they all were, but I do remember a few of them. And when I've done this with my staff, this is what those were. So number one, Beth, you said it, this is how I spent my time. Right. Mm -hmm. And a little bit about, you know, um, what is that compared to the expectation I had, but like in general, a day looked like this. My weeks were mostly spent, you know, Monday was really crazy with this and Tuesday you get into a routine and Wednesday you have to get ready for that. You know, just giving doesn't have to be play by play, but that overview, um, the second question is just like any key things, key learnings that would be useful for next year. And notice that I'm not saying this is for you personally in this role or the next person. It's just like, what would be useful to know <laughs> for anyone reading this report, whether it's you or somebody else? Um, and again, think about the data you're also 
gathering as someone who might be supervising these folks. Like, I, I think you get some really good information. Um, number three, we had a wish list of stuff, like money not being an issue. What is the stuff that you wish you had access to? And uh, maybe it's stuff that we already have. Like, yeah, we need to do all that again. Or man, it would have been really nice if. And again, those are not necessarily all things that you're going to do, but you might see if there's consistent requests across all these reports. Um, or if uh, there's just like some cool program ideas or you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh, we have five grand to spend. What should we buy? You can pull those out and actually get something that folks are going to use and that they've wanted. Um, another question, key things that you've learned about how you work, that is more of a reflection question, but even if somebody else who was doing the job um, was reading, like the next year was reading that information, you know, I'm a morning person. I get most of my good, like computer productive work done in the morning. If I have to do any of that in the afternoon, it is terrible. But the next person who comes in may be flip-flopped. And so they may get just having that insight and they look at the daily schedule and go, oh, maybe I want to structure my day a little differently. So having that context is useful. Another question, key things you learned about working with your supervisor. And hopefully this is not going to be uh, like they're ragging on their supervisor, but you know, what are the things that have worked well? And maybe even too, what are some of the challenges? Uh, and then anything else that you want the next person in this role to know. And this, I mean, it was pretty extensive. Like this was something that took some time to sit down and do, but we were also allowed to work on it during that last week or two of camp because a lot of those planning for the next camp session, that stuff was already done. So we, we already didn't have to worry about it. Um, but an end of season report, staple it to your mind map and put it in a file. And then when that next person comes into that role, whether it's you dusting the rust off your brain, getting ready to go back into that position or somebody new to that position, they've got a really good handbook of where to start. Excellent. Thanks so much, Ruby. Camp Code is part of the Go Camp Pro podcast network, and you can check out all our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. There are seven podcasts in all, each one with a different focus so that we can help as many folks as we can. So give them a listen. Folks are really wise and have some great guests and interesting things to teach us all. From all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a Go Camp Pro podcast, Please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Thanks for listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.